Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 12th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm I'm riding a high. I uh I was uh it was a, a bit of a euphoric day yesterday. So much so that I was uh I was typing well into the night uh, after a long travel day. I, you know, I got down to the swamp and and was still in the euphoric mood and uh you know I yeah, I got to say, did you get in late so, to her last call at the Woods so, Jupiter? Just cap <laughs> seems like an appropriate day to cap just an all time, all time uh, experience. Just go in for a little little sip at the Woods Jupiter. Got well, in late to the swamp. So I got in. I got in to my hotel at like one thirty um, yeah. in the morning. I walk in and I'm. Uh, I walk in and I look to my left and there's a guy sitting in like the hotel lobby in in a chair. With a uh, with his shirt fully unbuttoned, and I was like, "Yep, his gut I'm in just Florida, <laughs> hanging out." <laughs> yeah, and uh, just amazing. And then when I left this morning, when I left to go to go get a coffee, there was another guy with full shirt off in the lobby. This is not like this is, is it not a resort. To the pool or it's not a or? resort. It doesn't have a pool, and I'm just like, this is Florida. <laughs> this is just quintessential Florida. So I'm in the swamp. A little different it's, uh, scene than the Augusta National Clubhouse where you started the day uh, in the morning. Are there people walking around with their shirts off in there or unbuttoned? Because you got to tell us. I mean, that, that's your first first bit of intel from your day. Your day out uh, playing Augusta National the Monday after the Masters. Are there people walking around with their shirts off like in Florida hotels? No, okay. no, there aren't. Right. There's well, this big surprise. Intel. There are not. It's Intel. complete opposite. It's quite okay. prim and proper. Um, you know, a music thing. So with the with the media day, um, I uh, you 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 get to use the champions locker room, uh, and and the tournament practice facility is really cool. Get? I got Wait, you uh, use the tournament practice facility. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't leave much time. I, I'm not a very big range ball hitter at, at this point in my life. And I just was like, I thought I was going to the members range. So I was like, I was going to do my like regular usual, you know, if I've got time, 15 ball warm up. And I got over there I got over to the members range and they're like, you're using the, the tournament range. And I was like, oh, so then I had to get on a on a shuttle. And go over there, and I'm I'm super disappointed because I would have I would have loved to spend a little time there hitting to the I could have reenacted the, are, the Hovland chips that uh, that we saw. You are the only person I could think of that gets a day, an opportunity at Augusta National, and like it's just it's running around, not squeezing every drop. Oh wait, I could have been out here. Like I could have been out here just to enjoy. The members don't get to use that ever. They don't get to go over there. The great story of that was Jeff Knox apparently was went over there to hit balls on it, and Billy Payne came flying up in a car. I was like, no, 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 get back over to the to the members' range. 
That's crazy. So you're hustling around on a cart like it's a day out at, you know, the local muni and you're just going to, you know, pop a few out there just to get loose. And you could have been using the tournament practice facility. It's a lengthy term there. That's funny. That's amusing. Yeah. All it, right. was, it was a big miss. The, it, to answer your question earlier, Squeeze I got every a, drop. I got a shotgun start favorite from a past champion, a tour edge ambassador, <laughs> a man known for hitting wounded ducks. And I hit a few wounded ducks. Maybe I could blame him. Weirsy. I got Mike Weirs locker. That's so good. That's great. They had to they had to do that for content purposes, I'm sure. No, I doubt that. Are you allowed to talk about it? You're allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to like take a bunch of pictures and post them as, you know. Yeah, I uh, you know, but contrary to to some some places they ask you not to post post photos. So, I'm going to respect that. I got to uh, say request. we respect we respect their rules. Augusta National, if you're listening, we have a bunch of great photographs that show your course beautifully and draw them out. And we would love to show those to the world someday. But anyways, all right, go ahead. It shows your course in a great, great light. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so you get yeah. to Weir's Locker. and, and- got to Weir's Locker, uh, <laughs> checked in, just moseyed around the, the champion's locker room a little bit. I mean, you get an hour and, uh, you know, somebody told me to shop before. I don't know. Uh, that was my mistake. My mistake was listening to other people's advice. Like the la- the last thing I wanted to do was shop. You know, I'm not a I'm not a big yeah. gear guy. Yeah. Like, and then you know, it's the end of a tournament week. The pro shop. It's not like it's like fully stocked up and ready to go. Like be- beginning of season. It's it's pretty. You know, there's not a ton of stuff in there at the end of the tournament. So. You know, I went in and shopped, and that ate up like twenty minutes of my pre pre round, and uh, and I ate a little Shopper lunch. Boy. Well, I didn't even I didn't even get very much. I saw somebody asked me like, you know, over I I got like I got a head cover and a bottle opener and a koozie. <laughs> bottle <laughs> so, opener, I love it. I love well, it. I mean, I the- here's what I like to get. I like. I you know I visit a lot of golf courses. Done. Yeah, shirts and hats are uh, kind of even Augusta National maybe. Um, I love t-shirts because yes. they like you know they last a long time and and they're yep. they're kind of nice. Um, but I love items that you know you're going to have for a long time. Like you know one of my favorite things I bought the first time I went to Augusta National was uh, uh, one of those travel mugs. Turvis. Tumblr? It was no, it was a travel mug. It was okay. like your coffee thing. Yep. It's like I I use it a lot. I still use it. It was like five years ago. I got it. You know. Yeah. Like I like buying things that have like some lasting power to them. Sure. I don't. I you know I, you know if it if you're gonna spend a bunch of money like that, you can buy like all sorts of things. A cashmere but, you know, sweater or something like I, that. I I also. That I also run a company that's got a pro shop and I like to fly my brand colors too. Oh. So that, that, you know, I like to wear my dratty and, uh, and summit gear with egg stuff on it. So, yep. Yep. Um, so you did that. You did a l- little bit of shopping you know, the pro shop used to be open to media all week during mm-hmm. the masters. And that got nixed a couple of years ago. Cause apparently somebody, I think it was somebody from the Asian press was, they have like Scotty cameras, Scotty Cameron Cam- cameras. cameras, Scotty Cameron's, like that are made for each masters in there somewhere in the pro shop or used to like 2023 masters and someone 
I think in the press bought one and resold it on eBay, which is cool. Really cool. So we're not allowed in there anymore, but you were on, on Monday afternoon or Monday morning. So you get an hour, you arrive an hour before, and then you get to go out and play. Yeah. Um, my shoes, my shoes were all dirty. I decided to wear golf shoes for the good. occasion. They were so dirty. Really dressing <laughs> up to wear actual golf shoes. That's well, rare for you for a round. I mean, I know you didn't fully commit to full range session or full range experience, but you did actually put golf shoes on for Augusta well, National. It was so embarrassing because they were just so dirty. I got to the range and, and my caddy was there and I was like, hey, do you have a, do you have a wet towel? And like quickly wiping them down on the range. <laughs> what was your um, caddy's reaction to your, your bag? I loved it. Loved it. Okay, seventy. Well, I think you know this is the thing. Is like I think that most most caddies when they see my bag, if they have you know, they think I just stink at golf. They're like, oh no, here's this is going to be a long day. Oh, like you haven't updated your equipment. (laughs) Yeah, just a guy grabbed his dad's clubs from the garage and he's never played. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the general reaction. Okay. When people see my equipment, it's like, oh no, this guy hasn't played golf. This is going to be a rough round. (laughs) So, um, you know, it was great. I think they they stand behind you on the range. So, like, I think he saw me hit a couple shots. He was like, oh, this could be good. He was a big Clemson fan. So, we talked talked Clemson Clemson football, Clemson ball a little bit. Okay. And uh, it was his first first year caddying out there, so it was it was cool and it, a really cool story actually. His dad um, is a caddy there; they both do it part time. And yeah. uh, and he was his dad was in the group. It was the first time they ever caddied together at Augusta National. Oh, cool! In the same group, in the That's same group cool experience. So you know he he had me out there playing uh, playing persimmons. playing the persimmons, and his dad had uh, had had an Aussie writer who uh, who might have said drop the f bomb over a thousand times throughout the round, <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever he hit a great shot, whenever he hit a good shot, he would say, "Oh, that's better than Jason Day did." <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know anybody you played with, right? It's kind of like no. that's that's a pretty random assortment. Uh, okay, um, what else? Should we, we should add. Um, oh, my, about one of my other playing partners was a uh, was a Denmark journalist. So we got to talk about the piss bear. Did you call him the piss bear? Did you say here we call him the piss bear? I did mention that. I don't think he liked that. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> You know, people who are Ernest Thorbjorn Olison fans probably don't appreciate the nickname Piss Bear. I would just <laughs> venture to guess that. Um, we should add, you are going. To, you have written a full debrief. I'm, I'm very impressed. You had it in by Monday night. You were, I guess, in the airport before Tuesday your encounter. Morning. It was actually with shirtless Tuesday men morning. in Florida hotels. Uh, you wrote it up. You got 2,700 words. It might be, you know, it's going to take a few weeks to edit. Maybe we'll see. Uh, uh, no, but it'll be in chip shape by the time Garrett or, or I get through it. I think Garrett's diving in now. Um, so we'll have a good write up on that. We don't want to spoil all that on this podcast. You're also going to do a podcast with Garrett for the fried egg feed where you talk more about your round. Um, and, and it kind of will blend well with Garrett having gone to Augusta national for the first time this past a uh, couple of weeks for Anwa. So I, I think that will be obviously a, a delightful listen for the architecture heads and, and even just, you know, the, the golf nuts as you really go deep into your round. But here, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it. I think we've gotten into plenty with the Weirsy Locker and your, your pro shop experience. 
Uh, I asked for a few questions. We got a few. What do you want to get into? I don't want to walk all over that I'm, stuff. You can ask me anything. I you know, this as, is an AMA. I think, you know, you've, you've already teased this on Twitter a bit. You know, we've been pretty foremost in talking about the crooked bifurcation that exists that's bifurcated for the pros' favor, in their favor, not not limiting them with these backboards. They got up all over these courses they play. You know, when we airmail one, you know, runs out for 7,500 yards, we don't get a drop, all these things, but these guys just ship them into grandstands. And apparently, you just couldn't resist the temptation of playing it like the pros do. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, because the national does a good job of not creating these backboards pretty much anywhere. I don't think there are anywhere, at least by grandstands. Well, I, I found one. But you found one, so which means you had to be out of position. So tell us about, as you tweeted, shipping a ball into the 17th grandstand, which is left of, left of the green there. All right. So I, I want to preface this. I, I got absolutely just... Punched right in the nose out of the gates at Augusta. I was not ready for the the pace, the the firmness. It was cool and windy. The greens got really firm. Okay, because obviously the tournament they were they were sucking all everything they could out of it, and then the weather was just like perfect for greens to dry out. Real um, quick, you are you have to play the members tees for this mm-hmm. Monday lottery deal. Okay, so I'm playing by I, as you allude to by retro set. Yes. Um, which was awesome. I, w- I was so happy. Like I yep. hit it in the first bunker. And if I was playing a modern driver, I would just hit it over it. Um, so it was cool because it brought things back. It brought some of the hazards into play. Challenge me, damn it. Yes, I don't want to hit it over that bunker. Well, okay. I saw some people that are like, what an idiot you you wasted. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to play a course that I dreamed about my entire life uh, hitting shots and and just blast it up to where I have like a flip wedge into every hole. For the you listener. Know, I, don't, Andy, I don't want to play from where, where guys that like I've watched hit shots all the time, you know? For, yeah, for the listener, Andy's distance from the member's tee would, would kind of eliminate a lot of... You know, it, you're playing. What is it? Sixty three. It's like sixty four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you have a modern driver, that that's a little short for you. Okay. So seventeen. Um, you're you're punched so, in the so, face so, early, and you're now we'll we'll jump so, ahead, I guess, to seventeen. I I I get I get cooking on the on the back nine. It was it was awesome. It, it's something that I like. Honestly, like I have a lot of great golf memories, and I don't think that will be one of the three to four favorite golf stories of all time was was getting cooking on the back nine so all of a sudden (laughs) all of a sudden i'm like on the precipice of like oh i might shoot a couple under on the back nine and um with persimmon and blades and then 16 i um absolutely flushed an iron and it ended up like 10 yard. It landed like 10 yards short of that pin. These are all um, Sunday pins. Same pins. Yeah, all Sunday, Sunday pins. And ended up like kind of like the middle front of the green. And I was really okay. confused. I was a bit flummoxed. Um, <laughs> okay. I later then realized that I like intended to hit a different club, but I Uh-oh. pulled the wrong club out. Oh, my gosh. Just like one of those like not yeah. think I was kind of like Uh-oh. cooking. Yeah. At that point, yeah, I, um, I was. It was like kind of an out of body thing going in. on. 
Yeah. And I just pulled the wrong club. And oh, I'm no. like, when I think back on the round, oh, I'm like, really regret because like I, I hit oh, like, they were like, hit it at that tower. And I hit like, I just pured it right at the tower. Yeah. And I came up one club short. This um, is the forgot to plug your mic moment in. It wasn't that you yes. were misclubbed. It was just that you didn't look and grab. I literally up pulled the wrong club okay. out. <laughs> All right. Okay. All so right. anyways, I make a bogey there. I three putt. It was a really hard putt. It was so slow. So, so slow from like that front left side of the green to that, to that pin on the left. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then 17, I hit it left. I hit it over by seven, seven green. So like at this point, I really want to get it to the end of the house under par. Like really, really want to. Like that is that is what I, at that point all I cared about. <laughs> under par on the second nine. That is on the second nine. Yeah, yeah, not on the eighteen. I can assure you, not on the okay. eighteen. Okay. Um, and I hit it way left off the tee. I've been I've been kind of where Brooks was land, and uh, my caddy. I'm looking at. I walk up. I'm looking at it. My caddy's like. Hey man, if you can get it just short of the grandstand over there, it'd be a great spot. <laughs> and I, I turned to him, I go, Oh, I know exactly what to do here. <laughs> Light bulb goes off. <laughs> and uh and I, I pull out a three iron, pop it into the back of my stance, turn that club down, and just hit a missile at the, at the at the grandstand. <laughs> I mean, it was it was right at the center of it. There was no question whether it was going to hit it. It was just a matter of what row it was landing in. And I just, you know, I hit all no these fans shots. there, so you could just let it rip. You might not do this with people up there. Oh, yeah, yeah obviously. Yes. I mean, I mean, I hit all these shots at Augusta National. This is one of my favorite ones of the day. <laughs> which just, and this might be that, like, a, watching way too much PGA Tour golf. Just sending a missile at the grandstand with full intention of using it because I was trying to car to score. You know, it's understandable why these guys use these things, you know? Yep. yep. So, so it hit, it just like, it hits right into the stands. It was like a deafening clank. Like, I mean, this clank probably reverberated around the golf course and uh, went up there. <laughs> Couldn't find the I ball. I did see tweet. The ball um, dropped down into the oh, down to like stand. rattled in under the enclosed area somewhere. So I lost okay. the ball. Oh god! <laughs> and uh, then it took my free TIO relief. Interesting. Do you get that if the lost ball? If you can't identify, if you didn't find the ball, did you? I think we we could have found it. We could we have obviously like looked. It. Let's move. But yeah. like you know, we're trying to get. We aren't trying to be Patrick Cantlay out there. there we're was, trying to. We're trying. <laughs> There were there were stories about the eighteenth tee playing ahead of you, Paolo Ugetti from ESPN. So it was just this clang was just rattling around. It reverberated. You talked. I talked to you on the phone earlier today. Maybe this is in your article. You just said, you know, that that sound will stick with you forever of shipping one into the grandstands at seventeen. So that's a great great anecdote. Yeah. So, so you drop then, in front. Then I had a true ball don't lie situation. <laughs> <laughs> I drop. I drop. And uh, and I hit like I have. It was a beautiful place. I had all the green in the world to work with. And you're hitting up to this like you know this slope. Yeah. Like you know that back pin, back, back right pin yes. is up on this like plateau. Little. Pl- pl- yep. And I hit. I pull out like a pitching wedge. I hit like you know when you hit a chip. 
that you know is perfect from uh-huh. the second you hit it and yeah. it's like oh that's a tap in you know yeah like i hit it and that's exactly how i felt and you know i very rarely feel like those end up more than like three or four feet away yep and um and it ends up just continue it went right by the hole all the way back down all off the way the down oh, off the back that's not it great. was crazy i i like was like so shocked my case like oh dude that is so fast going that way i almost t- pulled you off but i thought you just knew and uh and you know he said at the beginning of the round and this is this is for all the people who give broadcasters a, a hard time when they say like everything goes to race creek everything goes to race creek like putts that look flat are extraordinarily slow if you're putting up towards the clubhouse yeah. like they can look flat and they're they're super slow and putts that look like they can look uphill like the 17th they can look like you're going up a hill and it runs really fast towards ray creek race creek so that's true yeah and it you know it's amazing that all these people that have never played the golf course give broadcasters and former players a hard time that say that you know yep okay Good insight. So you go off the back and you get popped for trying to do a little yeah, backboard. Yeah, then I chip, I chip up, almost chip in. Then I'm like three feet. And what was a recurring problem? Just just a terrible, terrible putt on the three-footer. Missed the hole. Double bogey. Need a birdie to get, get back to level par and uh, on 18. And almost, I hit two really good shots. Had a great look, but didn't get it done. So didn't, didn't get the under par nine. Um, but it was a... Uh, it was... It was uh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. Let's go to another question. This is a very shotgun start one uh, from Patrick Mixon. Uh, how was Woozy's bench? Did you sample Woozy's bench? Now you were playing up a bit. Was there a bench? Like I guess that you know you didn't do the big long, you know, forty yard walk uphill to the back tee, or did you? Did you go look around? I did. I walked back to up there, looked around. Didn't sit on that bench. I thought it'd be more apropos to sit on the bench that Woozy's going to sit on the rest of his his time out of the Masters. I don't think he's going back to that tee box yeah, um, anymore. <laughs> um, so I birdie eleven twelve. I was hot. Pretty good. That's everybody. Fun. In my everybody in my groups like you, you, you think you can birdie every hole and aim in corner. My cat, you know, they're talking yeah. about it, which yeah. is the worst thing when you're when you get hot is people being like, yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah. you know, and you know the next and, one's you know uh, doable, theory, very right? doable, yes, yes, yes. You know, I don't, I don't draw the ball well. That's something that like was a big thing. It's like if you hit a fade, it's super hard out there. It makes John Rahm's performance all the more impressive because he kind of hits that low fade. Um, it's a hard driving course if you fade yep. the ball. But I'm on that 13 tee box, and I just made sure that I had no chance at birdieing it by by starting a ball right of the fairway and having it just sail. It was just the ultimate wipe. The wipe, the wipiest <laughs> of wipes off the tee, just started right. <laughs> floating more right and, and up into the pine straw and trees. Um, but it was great because after, after I hit that, I took a squat on the, on the bench oh, and good. got to, got to think about, Together. think about how bad that tee shot was. <laughs> good to have you. Um, uh, while we're on the subject of that, Mike Gerbala, what tee shot was the most difficult for you? Was there one that really, I mean, five um, is you're playing up members tees. Was there one that you really, you stood over and were like, I, I got to focus here or I, I got to kind of really grind on this. I mean, so many of the tee shots, you want to draw the ball. Okay. Um, 
it's that's the hard thing for for me that was the hard thing is if you think if you go through the golf course two five um even seven just the way the fairway can't can't you want to hit a draw uh, you you'd prefer to hit a draw there nine ten um 13 14 um and uh obviously uh, those are all draw holes and and that's the hardest thing about it if I was going to pick one that was the most difficult, um, I probably, I, I, I mean, like 17 super narrow. I, I think, I think five's hard from that member tee just because for me, it's so far up. My target was so far left. It was like extremely uncomfortable. Like I needed to hit it kind of over the middle of the bunkers. And if, and I, if I fade it, I pushed it and, and it had a little fade on it and I ended up in the trees on the right. Um, so it's like, you know, that tee shot just really didn't fit my eye. Um, I, I think it would have been a lot, it's a lot easier tee shot from back, to be completely honest, because like you, you just have a lot of room from back there, right? You can just hit it at the bunker and fade it and not, not have any worry. Um, what, whereas when you move up, you kind of get this diagonal hazard on the right that makes it really right. tough. If I went back, I wouldn't hit driver there. I would have, I would have laid back a little, um, and, uh, I, you know, just in general, I didn't drive it great. It was, it was super. That's the thing. I think that it was one of the biggest misconceptions. Like I didn't drive the ball great out there. Um, yeah. I hit a lot of, I hit a lot of good drives, but I didn't, I hit a lot of pretty mediocre drives. And if you don't hit good drives out there, it's, it's, it's a super hard golf course. Like, so I think like the idea that it's not that big of a driving test is a little bit of a fallacy. Like sure. Anybody you, if you have, if you get it going, it allows you to drive it really well. And that's what you need to do out there. Yep. Um, what, and then this is the last one from Robert Baker and we'll move on. I think you describe your feeling on the first tee, I assume, and you're writing and you'll go into that with Garrett and you'll get into, I just want to note these questions that, that were sent to us. A lot of these architectural bents, We'll get into a longer potted with Garrett, but we got RBC yeah, uh, Heritage to talk about here. But yeah, we can't not talk about RBC Heritage. Last one from Robert Baker. What's the one shot where you're used to seeing the pros play at one way, but looks completely differently when you got out there? You you feel like I, I, I don't know if that applies necessarily because you're playing the up tees, but was there one shot where like you always see the pros play at something? And then you're there and wow, this is different than I expected or different than I, I feel like I had in my head. Um, Maybe I don't have an easy one on that. I, you know, the, one of the, the big, biggest shocks um, to me was three. And I like, I, I mean, like I want to preface this. I've, I've walked that course now, like 14 to 20 times probably. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark, I've walked that golf course. Like I, I, I've seen it from outside the ropes a ton. I've seen tons of shots on it over the last two years. Um, I, uh, I would say three. <laughs> I, I, I didn't appreciate how ridiculously hard that that green is. Um, because of, so, of the green itself or the elevate. So the How green high up it is from down below. The gr- what you don't see is like that green runs away like crazy. Like you stand on it and you're like, "Holy shit, this pitch is away!" Like it's nuts, and it sits up so it gets firm. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. 
Yeah. When you think about some of the shots these guys hit there, like the ones that like zip back, because uh-huh. it's like the green's firm and it's running away, and these guys are zipping them back. Like to me, like that's that's the green, that's the shot that I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. this is, like, insanely hard. Like, you think about it as, like, oh, that's just, like, a, a good chance to get a birdie, and it is, in a sense, but like you have to hit, like, a great shot to make right. a birdie there. And, uh, yeah, I hit, like, I hit this great wedge, like, you know, I, uh, you know, you, you, I hit this wedge that, like, you clip it, and you're like, oh, that that's perfect. I mean, and I it landed maybe, like, four or five feet left of the hole, um, pin high and like usually you're hitting a sandwich i was hitting it from right up at the top plateau level i you like you hit that sandwich and you you like that that ball is like just checking hard it ended up like 15 feet past the flag like it's just yeah. like yeah it's an insane shot i think that shot probably gets harder the more you play it because you just know how hard it is. Right. Yeah. It was, it was kind of nice to have, to be very naive to the slope. Sure. Like, even though I've sure. like walked around that green, stared at that green, watched shots into the green, there's until you stand on the green, you don't realize that that pitch. Uh, okay. Last one where this is just a quick comment. We got a lot of jokes about like, they can't really let you play through. How slow was it out there? Do they keep you moving? I mean, how, I assume it's no, a quick run. No. I know actually of one media member who won the lottery, a curmudgeonly type, who walked off the course because it was too slow. It, Can it you imagine moved. that? I mean, you talk about your range time. You're not maximizing that. Somebody left the course because it was too slow. Very curmudgeon. My, I, got in, I got my car at like 445. I didn't have my watch. I didn't have a phone. I teed off at 1150. Finished the round, changed my shoes, you know, yep. looked around a little bit, got in my car at like 4.50, which okay. is five hours after. So I'm guessing it took probably about 4.20 to 4.30. I assume um, there's some choppers, some media choppers some, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there were. I mean, it was not like it's not. Nobody but with a like, seven iron puttering all the way up. But I, I tweeted something about like uh, about two subs playing in two and a half hours on Sunday. Is that good? Like yeah. the front nine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh and I some guy some guy tweeted back at me like 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 oh like you'd never know like you wouldn't be able to play by yourself in that time out there and like I, I, went, I went searching for the tweet last night I was just gonna ship him off to the moon but I couldn't find it I couldn't uh, find the good. tweet and that's the replies good. it was uh, so it was I wanted I wanted to just I wanted to just ship. but yeah it, the pace play was good I mean the backup was on twelve where everybody was taking, taking pictures, pictures of themselves so yeah, like yeah. that there was that was like. That was really like, you know, the only time where it was like noticeably slow, but, uh, you know, influencing when you can't post any of the photos. kind of hard. So, so for the personal collection, I guess. Yeah, I, it was, uh, I mean, I I took a bunch of pictures of the course. I'm not really into like taking pictures of myself. I don't know what I would do with all of them. You know, I I have a couple. Yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, I, I took, I took a, I took a good, a fair amount of pictures of the course, but it was in the middle of the day and. Frankly, I have like better ones from the like light. early in yeah. the morning right. uh, and late right. at night. But um, but yeah, th- I mean, some some people are out there taking pictures of every shot, and oh. I, I guess you could make like a cool little photo album with all of them if you if you did that. Um, but I guess, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Let's do an ad read for our friends. Did you have your athletic greens? I know I saw you with the Sumo Citrus before I departed yesterday at the house, Monday morning at the house. You were you, pregame meal was a Sumo Citrus. But did you have your AG1 by athletic I greens did. before your big day? Well, I'm on a three-week excursion. Yes. So I, I, I uh, one of the family deals, vacation, then the you, Masters, and now when, Florida. When you sign up for Athletic Green to get travel packs, they're freaking awesome. So they I are. like loaded up a bag full of travel packs. I've been having them usual. I mean, when you travel, like one of the toughest things I think with like my personal life is when I travel a lot. Super hard to be healthy on the road. Oh, yeah. And like these things, like literally, like at the start of the day, just getting like a base, a good base layer of like health in nutrients, you. vitamins all yeah it makes a a big difference like i feel really good for having been on the road for uh getting close to three weeks here um you know my my body's working right which is uh oh. which is always something that can uh can can bite you on the road and uh and but yeah you know one of the amusing parts uh Brenda brought his his travel packs down to Augusta, but he might not he might not be as experienced as, as a traveler as I I am no. because I brought I brought my uh, H, uh, Athletic Greens uh, shaker. So he brought his uh, I brought my AG one packs and my Athletic Greens shaker. Brendan did not bring a shaker, and uh, and he was lamenting it. He was he it's, was having to do he was having to pour it I into a glass and with the stirring, which worked. It worked fine. You get a little clumpy. You get clumps <laughs> at certain spots, but yeah, that is, it's not a shaker. All you need is a glass with a lid. And I didn't have a glass with a lid. It doesn't have to be a shaker like a protein thing with the ball in there. It's just need a cup with a firm lid that you know won't go flying off when you mix it up. That's yeah, all. So and I, I just had, didn't have that. But I still brought my packs because they're easy. They're perfect. I get a lot of shit from people at our company about not being prepared, being a little disorganized. But this was the this was one of the times where I was I was uh I felt like I was the I was the fox that was outsmarting. Oh well, smarting. All right, there you go. You had me. But these these aforementioned travel packs, if you go to the athleticgreens.com slash the fried egg, you get five of them. That's good enough to you know cover you for a vacation, maybe a one-week vacation. So when you do athleticgreens.com slash the fried egg, you sign up through there. You get five free travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which you can like drop into these, you know, your mixer or your shaker and, and add that element to it. So this is what we use in the morning. We used it all week at Augusta. It's a foundational nutrition drink each morning. Uh, I, you could do it at night. You could do it in the middle of the day. Uh, our routine is to do it in the morning. I think they, they sort of recommend it. Supports the immune system. Go to athleticgreens.com slash the fried egg and, and sign up there. All right. We've talked about Augusta National. Should we, do we have any Masters cleanup you want to talk about? Masters TV ratings are out. They're the largest in five years of any professional golf broadcast since the Patrick Reed uh, win in 2018 from CBS. This is their release. I think obviously the Tiger Woods 2019 win being a morning start, pushed up due to storms and finishing whenever that did about 2:30. That one would have been the bigger number. I think we can say that safely. Uh, but this is the biggest. I one don't in know. Five I, years. I'm not. I'm not ready to take anything away from <laughs> Patrick Reed. Uh, fearing, you know, golf facts might say it's an anti-live uh, narrative at this point. Uh, but it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much commentary to add. I think maybe the live, the larger live intrigue that has occurred in men's professional golf that's added is added to men's professional golf over the last, you know, year plus. 
maybe increased interest in the Masters, which is always the peak. It's always the biggest rating of the year for men's golf. And so maybe that added to it. Maybe the normal time finish, you know, obviously it was better than Tigers, more ideal for Tigers for, for ratings. But uh, I don't have a lot of commentary to add to why it was so big. I just people were enthused to watch Brooks. Well, I think I mean, you get that Kepka Rom. Anytime you get a showdown. You think that's it? You think that was? Yeah, I do. I think they penetrate to like, I think it was just the masters and. I, I I disagree. I, I this is my barometer for everything that is in general interest in the game of golf is is a buddy's group chat, my college buddies. I've referenced this a lot. They are uh, they're they're relatively novice, you know, across the board. They're novice golf fans. They are yeah. golf fans now. They kind of became golf fans in their thirties, and yeah. they were all buzzing about Kepka Rom. Like they were pumped about this, like who's going to cool. win, like, you know, like that. I think there are two, two big name players in a showdown and happen to be on two rival tours at a lot of juice. Now, Kepka, Kepka's Kepka, dude, you know, the, the final, I don't know if we talked enough about like the final round stuff, but yeah. he's had four chances to win. Uh, majors really good chances. I think like Pebble, he might have been a little bit too far back. And I and mean, Gary uh, Woodland. That was Gary Woodland. I've ever played. heard a crowd when he went out though and birdied like yeah, but three or four or five holes. No. I mean, he was three back of Woodland, yeah. and he played pretty good. You know. Yeah. And Woodland just played better, right? Yep. Um, but body bag by Phil at Kiowa. Didn't play Harding well at Harding Park. Park was a, a total mess after, after calling, he called everybody out. And then that's um, Port Rush. Kind of in the mix there. Yeah. Yeah. 74. So he shot 370. In the, in those tournaments, he shot 374. So this one, he shoots 75. I think. So what I are mean, we doing? Are we saying he's not a closer? Or he's just a. It's kind of incredible that he's in these positions so much more than most people, right? You're not going to win them all. But this one was a bad, bad day. Really a slow. I, slow bleed i think you got to look at like what um you know the uh, like tiger woods tiger woods career dramatically changed when he got beat by ye yang yeah okay i whether I or not disagree. that uh, i whether mean, or the not accident like, or the fire hydrant was a you know four months later too I mean the the like there's a formative moment of Tiger getting beat. Yep. That that literally like you know a lot of things changed after that. Whether or not that's the reason, Brooks is Brooks didn't get beat for a long time. Like he went into the arena and won. And all of a sudden, and maybe it was at the at Beth Page where it started to unravel on the back nine. There's all I like I think there's a mental aspect to this where all of a sudden you realize that winning majors isn't easy. And for Brooks it was very easy. He would get in the mix, he'd get towards the top of the leaderboard and he'd win. And that ar- Beth Page where it kind of almost unraveled, I think it, there was like something to that. I think I wrote about this quite a bit in 2019. But I would argue it also started even at that last one at Beth Page. And I think I mentioned this on the last pod, but 
like what was he like seven ahead at like 36 hole mark he was up by a lot and that was at peak brooks he had one you know bell raving one two u.s opens uh i i think like that that beth page one when people are chanting for dj um and he like slowly this like cushion of six seven shots came down 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 uh and he talked about getting a little spooked in that one I, i'd say it started there and then obviously we have you know a few instances where he was he was beat pretty bad uh in the final round i would just say like man he tweeted on monday this game is so good what a week with a and up at the clubhouse people were really i watched him a little bit but uh, friends and and confidants were up there and they said he was like really chill like really like big hugs and congratulatory and and like and you know he did a press conference usually guys just do quick quotes get the hell out of there he did a press conference where he talked about like some days are good some days are bad this was not a, this was just a day i didn't have it um i thought he was super impressive all week just from um standing up and taking it like he's such one of the it was so good to have him back like as a major contender as like a relevant player um he's it's just a weird it's a fascinating character study when he first won at Aaron Hills like oh my god this guy is a dial tone we can't this we can't have this Fox was like mortified that this was what they had to work with and then he became like this hard ass and he would call people out and you don't know what's authentic What's not? Is he ever vulnerable? He's obviously an incredible player to watch. You know, does he even give a shit about golf? He's tweeting now on on Monday. This game is so good. Like, seems to there seems to be a real gratitude and appreciation for getting to play, which I don't think has always been there. Getting to play in these arenas, and I don't know if that was back being off live, playing practice rounds with Rory, playing alongside John Rahm, like you know, and maybe that's what what triggered Phil a little bit too. But it's just, he's a really interesting character study that, I, I don't know, we start, even going back to European tour, like, you know, blooding himself over and traveling the world from Kazakhstan and, and challenge tour, I should say, not European tour, challenge tour. So he's just an interesting roller coaster of these eras of, of Brooks. I'll just say it was just awesome to have him back uh, really in it, both both from who he is as, as, a, as a character and obviously as a golfer, so... Uh, where it goes from here, I'm not sure. I, I think, I think he's healthier, and hopefully that that bodes well for having him be a part of the conversation at Oak Hill, maybe LA too. So, um, what else from from Masters cleanup? I, I think the big thing we didn't talk about, and speaking of Brooks, is like Ryder Cup points. Yeah, I mean those are big Ryder Cup points, and it seems like they'll be able to play if they have enough points. I don't know if they'll be captain's picks. Luke Donald, we had the live arbitration hearing that, that we didn't really get into last week that came out about how they uh, ruled in favor of the DP World Tour. I think Luke Donald also was told, like, I can make live players captain's picks. I don't know if there are many options for the Euro side on live, like a Paul Casey, maybe. Uh, I think I they, know, I think they need to, le- I think they need to lean in to having the the most American European team of all time. What's that mean? Go se- septic, septic tank from Valdosta, Georgia. You already got you got Rory and Rom, who are you know Rom's a Scottsdale Scottsdale boy at this guy. point, Rory's and, uh, and Rory's a Jupiter Jupiter boy. <laughs> so you know, just lead into that and uh, and just go full full American. Get septic tank. Get uh get Seamus Power. Get um 
get Sabo, the, uh, the world yeah. citizen of the world. Slovakian Sabo. <laughs> you know, just make it an American team. Uh, but it's interesting. That's really interesting to watch that that dynamic. If Brooks or I mean Phil, I, I don't know that that's going to happen. But just accrue a ton of points in four major four majors or, or a few majors. So, isn't it insane that at this point you have to consider Phil Mickelson at major championships again? Uh, define consider. Like I. Honestly, LA Country Club is going to be great for him. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you can play Augusta National, I I think LA's got some similarities. Like a little ground game creativity that that will bring him into it? It's not not your usual US Open course. Like, it is, it will reward creativity. And I think the other thing about it is it's not like it is you have to drive it well out there, but it gives you some space to drive it. So I'm I'm fascinated. Right, so I we'll honestly consider, like we'll consider him. He, you know, the grant the grand slam, like I is insane. It utterly insane. I didn't think I'd be talking about this, but like that he's actually like a, a relevant major championship player. And I I don't think you can Discount him. Like, how many players have been... He missed la- some of last year, but, like, how many players have been better in majors just with his win in his second in the last three or two years? Yeah. I mean, how many players have a win... Like, a, a resume that stacks up with that? Well, yeah. He's like off to Adelaide, Adelaide, Singapore, and Tulsa before we see him <laughs> again at a major championship, which I would say the, is not ideal. My, my Australian counterpart. Adelaide will um, be great. I, I've, I've incurred, uh, not great, but that will be, it seems like it'll be a lively show. I'm happy for the Australian golf fans. My Australian counterpart was, was super jacked about the live event coming. Okay. He said that, yeah. that everybody is so, so it into seems... it. And I get it. It's a, it's a country that like loves sport, loves sporting yeah. events, is super passionate. And, and I get, you know, I'd be yep. excited too. We'll see how excited the players are when the tax man takes half or whatever before they leave the country. Um, all right, that's, that's it for I think Masters loose ends. We got to keep moving. Schedule for the week uh, is the RBC Heritage, an elevated or designated event that is Thursday through Saturday on, on Golf Channel, Peacock, CBS takes the weekend in their usual spot from three to six p.m. I cannot believe it's a designated event the week after the Masters, so the field is quite strong. So we had Roy McElroy, WD, on Monday morning. Um, a significant piece of news, given he already skipped one ele- uh, designated event in the uh, Kapalua. Uh, there was no reason given. It was first thing Monday morning. There was no injury reason given. So I don't know. I hope, you know, you hope everything's okay or wh- understand why. Maybe he's still frosty about the Masters MC, but uh, as someone who you know, is sort of integral or at the center of this sort of reframed and reformatted tour. Um, and it apparently could impact his PIP eligibility, those payouts by skipping a second designated event. Uh, that was a, a significant piece of news that happened Monday morning. And with no injury given or reason given for the WD uh, and it happening that early, right? Like Monday AM is a quick, 
you, you hope everything's okay. So Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Is like I just I can't imagine I can't imagine that this is just a master's hangover. Um right. given all the things that he's done with um designated with the with the designated events, the reformatting of the tour and as well as like just his general character that we've seen over the years um with him, you know. He's a resilient player. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if he had teed it up this week and won, right? Did the Davis you know, love like, the third? Uh, who do you he, have he for was, Davis Love? I, I was I was gonna I was I was ready for giving the Davis Love award to Rory this week, where <laughs> Davis Love famously he his quote was effectively like I always play well at Heritage because the pressure's off and my game's primed, you know, from the Masters. Yeah, because I peaked physically. For the Masters. <laughs> and that sort of carried over the next week where my mental game caught up after being on the fritz at the Masters. And, and then I just win the heritage. So, uh, do, do you have a nominee I, with Rory yeah, out of the field? I, do you have well, someone? I think, I think this screams. It screams. The it, This is a house cat. I know. Uh, this, I know. Is, this is Patrick it's Cantlay. Totally. I had this. <laughs> it's just, it just screams Cantlay. After after just making millions of enemies on the golf course this he weekend really, with his he, with his wow. oh yeah. I meant to tell you this I had the same putt as him on thirteen um, oh, that it took him it the took chip him, or the putt the putt or no on 13. he was okay he hit three in he he hit from yeah he laid up I was in like virtually the exact same spot it took Cantlay maybe <laughs> that was a while three three or four minutes. To hit the putt, I had the same putt. Arguably, it was like kind of drier, ropier conditions. The greens, you know, there, yeah. there were a lot of play on Monday. So it's like, you know, they're ropey. I hit my putt in about 40 seconds. Now, you could say I had the advantage of watching Patrick Cantlay tiptoe around the green for, for minutes on end. But nonetheless, I hit my putt, hit a really great putt, rolled it right down there to uh, to, you know, about 18 inches. Couldn't believe it stopped short, to be honest. It should have gone Maybe in. also the advantage of slightly lower stakes situation, too. It, it, well, the point is, it's not that hard to read a freaking green. Okay. I agree. But he is the he is the DL3 nominee for this week. I, I would love to see a Billy Boy, too. Never yes. break 70. I know he's not I, played oh, well, so I'm not that. sure how great a nominee, because he's not been great this year, but... Never broken 70 at Augusta just comes out as designated and lights it up. He would be good. Um, so that's your first event. Do you want to do one and done picks? I, I know people, I want to say we're not super prepared for this, but we we move the books and they, everybody tunes in in Las Vegas to hear these picks because then they adjust the lines and everything's, you know, they're way. We just haven't done our research because we're just picking up the pieces from last week. I, I, so I will say with it's caution. amazing. It's amazing on the gambling front. It's amazing to see all the top players at Harbortown. It's crazy. It's an event that like not everybody played. And it was always an event that you picked like specialists, right? It was like yep. your Kisners, your Kuchers, your Yeah, the guys that bat the ball around, you know, bat the ball around the park and, and keep it in play and have great yep. short games because of the small greens. It's wild now where you have like Scheffler and Rom and all these like big time players like uh, Hovland. Yeah, like I think Morikawa. I was thinking about picking Morikawa. I kind of want to save him for uh, Memorial. I really like picking him at Memorial. It's a yeah. place that he's played really well. I was going to pick him, but then I'm like, you know what? This place has like a little bit of quirk and variability. I don't. I didn't want to take like a 
a high-end guy here, um, like a super high-end guy. So I ended up leaning to Fitz, a guy with really good course history that played well at the Masters and trying to catch that uptick there. Interesting. Uh, so it, it's weird that like, is it insane that the RBC Heritage has a bigger purse than the Masters? That's ridiculous. Yes. And so my one and duds are by purse. So it's like, do I save somebody for the Heritage versus the Masters? Is the Heritage a more high value position because the purse is higher? So it's it's hard not to use the big guns. That's why you can't you can't allow your your one and done to be overrun by purse. It should be points. And they should all like, you know, fluctuate based off of majors and regular events, you know. Yeah, uh, gambling insight here. This is how we we should tell you how you run your pools. Uh, I maybe, was use maybe we'll have a Friday. Maybe we'll have a Friday uh, one and done pool next I was, year. I was going to use the house cat for this, Patrick Cantley, as you call. I, I love the tool. I would have taken. You kept calling it on on <laughs> Sunday as we walked around, but waiting for for the final group to play. I was uh, I I would have taken him had I not already picked him. I think I he burned me with a miscut. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Cantlay's one. JT Poston another. I, I think uh, as a, a native and, and played well here and, and a few three or four attempts. So those are my two plays for this week. As I know people are listening for that. Uh, Schedule for the week continuing on. Uh, the women's, we have the Lotties Championship, named after the popular <laughs> drive bar in the Chicagoland area. Lottie, Lotte, Bucktown Lotte, bar. Lotte, Lotte bu- Championship. Bucktown Bar Championship. I'm pretty sure I've been there. I'm quite certain I've been to that place on one of my few visits to Chicago when I was younger. Uh, yeah, Next time we're be, there, we'll have to go. You, but we can't go before, before midnight. Lydia Ko and some of the other greats that have, have done well at the Lotties Championship. Uh, that's Wednesday. This is a Wednesday to Saturday, so mind the schedule. 7 to 11 p.m. out in Hawaii. Great primetime golf. 7 to 11, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on Golf Channel. So Saturday Night Lotties Championship. Almost every uh, LPGA event's an elevated event. So In know. terms of field strength. Yeah. yeah. And then last but not least, we have the Western Intercollegiate, which is ongoing. That was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as you're listening to this. That's 7 to 10 p.m. on Golf Channel uh, on Tuesday night and 4 to 7 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. That is uh, Pasa Tiempo. Is it right? That's always pasta tiempo, Western Intercollegiate. So a good college event. That's your schedule for the week. Other news we just should hit on. Will Zalatoris announces Monday morning that he is done for the year. Has to get a micro disectomy, which was obviously the surgery that Tigers had. Um, Others, I think Brian Gay, maybe Sabo. Uh, Not a great, uh, not a great sign for someone that that was so much promise and that, that has done so well on such great stages for uh in recent years and and he seems like he's out for the Ryder cup now um really big bummer it was kind of a bummer of a monday morning between rory wd that was odd and then the 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 zalatoris news being done for the year huge bummer super scary thing for a back uh you know golfer uh this is i i think like this type of surgery is the equivalent of like an acl for um for a basketball player knee for a basketball player um, or Achilles, right? Yeah. Um, you hope hope he comes back. I listen. Like Will Zalatoris is one of the most fun players to watch up close. I mean, it's uh, there's a different sound when he hits the golf ball, and it's U.S. Open in Brookline was so cool to be walking. Yeah. It was like a privilege that I'll remember watching him play that up close. And like 
on top of that, I like find his personality to be very, very surly, boy. amusing and, and interesting. He's got a little red ass to him. And I, I really like that. Um, you know, I think he, he's a guy that keeps receipts. I, I just love that aspect of him and uh, hope he comes back. Like, here's a great and this is a great example of like, we're going to see how the how the designateds work, because is Will Zaltoris not going to be in any designated events next year? Right. When he comes yeah. back. Yeah, that's an yes. It's an interesting test case. Uh, I would. Yeah, I'd say like this is we've said this several times. This has been an awesome, awesome PGA Tour season. You know, we don't need to. We're pretty critical of the tour when we feel like we need. This has been really fun. It's been an awesome quarter Q1. The designated events have been great. But you have Rory WD, you have the Zalatoris injury, and you have Spieth talking about how he's exhausted and not playing well. I've played eight of ten weeks. I'm exhausted. Well, guess what? You shouldn't and, have played Valspar, and yeah. you shouldn't have played Sony. And, yeah. like, okay, AT&T pays you a ton of money to play there. This is, you yeah. know, guess what, guys? You could say no to checks to to have autonomy over your schedule. This is like when you, know? you went to Singapore because it was a, yeah, this is all his had the own self doing peaking in 2016, 20. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't think this is a valid excuse when you like literally like say no to some cash and, and do it. Yeah. So, if that, if the majors are important to you. Yeah. So anyway, that was just like a little bit of a downer, uh, having some of these guys talk, uh, about exhaust but if it means we get the kind of q1 we get every year then that's great all right i think that does it for this wednesday edition of the shotgun start pay attention to andy's uh full debrief article on his day at augusta podcast on the fried see, egg with see garrett in there editing it's Uh-oh. gotta be but i i, Not I, a scalpel, I don't know usually more of a, a meat cleaver on some of these yeah no, i kidding. will say i haven't been as excited to write about something in a long time and uh i think it it might it might have turned out okay i bet it's great and so we'll be interested to read it so so log on to the fried egg for that all right we'll talk to you guys on friday